Connor Esiason, and you're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation and GunnerEsiason.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, Digital Credit Union, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar Esiason, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. It's Gunnar Sice, and we're back for another episode of Breathe In Podcast. As always, joined by Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am well, and we are recording a podcast today because of the exciting news that is being kind of rippling through the cystic fibrosis community uh, with Trikaftas. Uh, Trikaftas. Trikaftas. I have to get used to saying that because... Yeah. I'm used to saying triple combo, Same. and now I'm like, oh, Same. there's a new, there's actually a name for it now. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I yes, I also uh, am having a hard time getting used to saying name because I say triple combo. Uh, my yeah. dad has gone with uh, trifecta. That's what my dad mm-hmm. calls it. It's not called trifecta, but that's what my dad insists upon calling it because I think it's kind of like close to trifecta. Trifecta. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like trifecta sounds good, but then I looked at it. I thought that's what it was called, and then I'm like, wait, that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I didn't get used to it. Yeah, no, the name is the name is definitely a little punny. Um, and then of course, if you actually look at the the generic like compounds within all of the vertex drugs from uh, Kaladico to Orcambi Simtico, um, and of course now Trikafta, mm-hmm. um, the 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 names of the compounds have CFTR in them. Which, if you look at the names like uh, Ivacafter, Tezacafter, mm-hmm. Lumacafter, uh, now Alexacafter, yeah. they all have CFTR in them, which is a very uh, interesting thing. And I remember I that I didn't even notice. I that. know, I know. The very first time I noticed it, I was my was like completely like blown away. I was like, Oh like, my god, this is amazing! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty clever. Uh, so Trikafta is kind of is uh, I guess coming from that, but it's also the tree try whatever. Um, right. And it was broadcast to the world that I was a trial participant, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, I actually initially started with the VX six five nine, so the other triple combo mm-hmm. um, okay. candidate. Uh, as we as we now know, the the two candidates were very very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Trikafta was the one VX four four five was the one that was chosen to be pushed okay. to the FDA and was eventually approved. Um, mm-hmm. So a little bittersweet that six five nine wasn't chosen because right. it was the one that I was on. However, right. um, however, also uh, either way, no, it's you know it is what it is. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Trikafta, what it may mean for yeah. the CF community, uh, sort of a little bit about my experience. You've gotten a lot of requests uh, to hear people uh, for for me to rather talk about it. Uh, so we're going to use this podcast to do so. Um, I've also yeah. talked a lot about it on my blog and on mm-hmm. sort of everywhere. Uh, the, the bunch of different interviews have been been done. Hear that? Hey, uh, CF celeb over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's coming back. Hardly. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, it was fun, like, the first, like, interview, and then they yeah. just kept coming, and I was like, I just want to get back to my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but no, I definitely, we're definitely returning to some normalcy here, and especially uh, really, really cool, because now we're seeing all these people around the U.S. getting yeah. access to Trucafto, which is really, really awesome. Um, I love so watching funny. the videos of people, like, opening the box and, like, taking the pill. Um, it's like, it's it like cool. the, um, 
influencers that are like doing a unboxing. Yeah, it's I know. So cool. But the best part is it. that it's not like it's not influencers, it's just like regular people. Yeah. It's just no, average everyday people doing it. Um, and I'm so happy. It yeah, just it makes cool. my heart so like full whenever yes. I see it. Totally. Um, and like you know, I uh, I've spent some time like reading the Reddit pages and also some of the pages yeah. on Facebook and stuff like that. And people are kind of like talking about their experience on it, which okay. is very very cool. Um, and a lot of basically the experiences that you know these people are having are very similar to what I experienced when I started okay. the drug uh, mm-hmm. back in 2018, which seems yeah. like forever ago now. It really um, does, though. So, yeah, I mean, I think we'll just kind of dive into it, what yeah. it was like. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I have to imagine, Tiffany, you felt very similar way, like when you could finally breathe. That's like yeah. the first initial thing that I felt mm-hmm. um, when I, you know, a few days after dosing the drug. You know, I had heard from people who had taken Kaleidico back when yeah. Kaleidico was approved for, you know, the handful of mutations that it was. Um, mm-hmm. And Kaleidico is really, the, the, as far as efficacy is concerned, very similar to uh, what Trikafta is. Um, okay. And I, I remember hearing from those people that, you know, it was like an amazing feeling to all of a sudden have the cough go away. And I think I, yeah. looking back, I remember not believing those people that like there's no yeah. way that's actually going to happen. All right. Um, but lo and behold, when I when I dosed the drug, it was actually pretty brutal for for a few days. The first like two or three days, there was a lot of yeah. coughing, um, okay. and like they call it the quote unquote purge, where you just kind of uh. purge all <laughs> the mucus out. Um, oh and I, like, let me tell you, there was mucus coming out of every single opening in my body. What, like, it was just was it like mucus puke like 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 every minute or like how um, how was it like what was the timing like with all your mucus? So was I mean, it like all the time? So I mean, like I'm I'm one of those people that like doesn't really cough unless I'm doing treatments. Like when I'm doing okay. treatments, I'm very very productive. Um, right. Unless of course I'm sick. If I'm sick, then I'll cough you know, oh, throughout the day. Sure. Um, but so I going into the drug going into the trial, you have to be relatively healthy. You have to do like what they call like a one month of a run in or whatever, where mm-hmm. you don't where you don't change your medications and this that and the other thing. It's pretty pretty standard operating procedure for most trials. Sure. Um, and that's how it was for me in this in this trial. So I was relatively healthy, um, all things considered. Back back then, when I wasn't the most healthy person in the world, um, the healthiest person in the world, rather. But I uh, I remember like about 10, oh, 10 to twelve hours after dosing the drug, I started like getting this weird cough, and I had okay. like I had convinced myself that I was getting sick because it was like hockey season had just kind of ended, and right. um, I was like, oh wow, this is horrendous timing. Um, and then the next day when I woke up. Like the coughing was just was nonstop. It was just mm. all the time, and the mucus was very different than what I like normally felt. I've been quoted as saying like the, the viscosity of the mucus felt different, mm-hmm. which means like you know like how like you know solid and dense and thick it is. Yeah. Um, and it, it just felt like it was just like water coming out, and then wow. occasionally there would be like this like the hard chunks, you know, the hard chunks that you used to cough up, uh, like, like bugs. Yes, like so like yeah, they, they almost like feel very spongy or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. those kept coming up like by the handful, like those just like. Kept kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and like they were ginormous chunks wow. and then after like the first wave of like coughing kind of like subsided mm-hmm. it like picked up again a few hours later you know the, you know, the second afternoon there um and uh then the, the chunks and the cough and the like the crap that came out was just getting darker and darker like i wow. i kind of like i guess just assumed that it was coming from like lower in my lungs you know I, yeah that's what i would think yeah i mean who knows where it actually came from but that's just right? what i convinced myself uh-huh. of um and it was just like that. Just that basically happened for about two or three days, and then okay. all of a sudden I woke up and it stopped. Like it just wow. like the coughing completely it just halted, ended, just completely ended, um, to the point where like when I would do treatments, I like I would not cough. 
Like it was wow. a very weird thing to like to that be doing so treatments weird. and not have to cough. Um, yeah. I, so like we've talked about the spit cup on here before. Uh, yeah. Uh, and generally, like when I would do treatments, like you know, I would you know basically I use like a solo cup, like a plastic solo cup, um, mm-hmm. because I just throw it out after. I'm never. I'm not going to like use a cup that I'm going to drink out of later. So, gross. so I just like throw it out <laughs> afterwards. Um, <laughs> And I know it's making me like nauseous thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I basically would like normally prior to the trial, I would probably, you know, put like a layer of mucus on the bottom of the cup. Maybe it would fill it up like, you know, like an eighth of the cup or maybe a tenth okay. of the cup. So not a lot of mucus, but like enough to like be noticeable in the cup. Uh, okay. Of course, when I'm sick, like it's then like a quarter of the cup because, oh, you know, you know sure. it's like it's it's gross talking about it. But and I'm sure but it, no, it's the reality. Yeah, it's just what it is. Uh, and then quite literally when I after like a week or so on the drug or you're really even like, you know, after those first few days of coughing a lot, it was like, maybe I would cough once during treatments and like maybe spit oh, out a little bit. That's it, it was like the craziest thing. And it's still like that today. Like when I, I didn't even think about that though. Like whenever I would do treatments, I would be coughing the whole time. Yeah, I know it was, it was a bizarre thing to like be going through treatments and not have to cough at all. Right. That's amazing. And like, and the other thing too, was like that when I did cough or like when I would bring a little bit up, like, it yep. all of a sudden felt like I was just, like, opening another airway, right? So, like, it's wow. still, like, the thing. Like, I, I feel like I get a lot of bang for my buck when I do my vest or the hypertonic these days. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I will, like, I really got to work to cough something up now. Um, okay. And when I do, like, it just does, like, a little bit of a rewarding feeling for doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Have that, you had, like, plugs and stuff come up still? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, um, occasionally, what, ha- what would happen over the course of, like, the first, like, I don't know, eight to 12 months, occasionally, like, I would find myself in, like, a, like a, like a, like a very brief, like, violent coughing attack, and then uh-huh. I would cough another plug up. So, like, wow. a plug would come up, and then, you know, some more darker mucus would come up, and then it'd be over. Mm-hmm. You and know, then you would feel so much better. Probably, yeah, then I would right? feel great afterwards, and then I just wouldn't cough again. So, yeah. like, I mean, you know, to say that the cough is completely vanished is, is not true. It's definitely, right. um, when I say, like, I don't cough, like, I mean, like, I don't cough as, any, as much, yeah. you know, I don't cough any more than, like, an otherwise healthy person would like as much as Darcy right. does, for example. Like we we're very equal in how much we cough now. Uh-huh. Um, except like when I do get allergies, like I have terrible seasonal allergies. So when mm-hmm. allergy season comes around, like and I'm just getting, like I get phlegmy or whatever. Right. Like, like anyone else does when they have allergies, they feel like crap. Like like mm-hmm. I haven't like while my CF has like improved dramatically. Like the rest yeah. of my like it doesn't do anything for the rest of my body. Like I still have <laughs> allergies like a normal human being. Right. Um, and during allergy season, like I get like I get phlegmy or mucusy in my in my sinuses, and like that'll drip mm-hmm. down and I'll cough that up. Uh, but it's very easy to tell like that's how that's like an allergy cough or like like a sinus headache cough and not necessarily like a CF cough. Um, I've been able to sort of uh, like kind of distinguish how I'm feeling based on those things. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of been an interesting, I guess, like journey for me to go on. So like yeah. and, like it's because like I, you know, I will go through like different, you know, like I'll also get a cold or whatever here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, right after I actually started the trial, probably about a month and a half after starting the trial, honestly, from probably being in the hospital so frequently for those study visits, I actually got a yeah. cold. Oh, um, yeah. And I remember looking back and like, I remember like starting to get sick and like, you know, the cold come on. And what I would used to do was if I got a cold, like we would just immediately start, you know, treating as if a pulmonary exacerbation was around the corner because 99 out of 100 times when I would get a cold between the years of, you know, 2012 and 2018, yeah, I would immediately develop a pulmonary exacerbation or something oh, of that nature. Sure. Like as soon as a cold came on, I got very, very sick. But yeah. that, like about a month and a half after I started the, the triple combo, I, um, I was able to get through the cold no problem. That's like I, it was a very weird feeling to be quote unquote sick. 
Yeah. Yet I was having no problem breathing. Like it was totally, yeah. totally fine. Uh, and that was a like, that was a really strange. That was like a new thing that I had to learn. And I'm yeah. still learning that. Like the feeling of getting sick while on yeah. this drug is very different than it was uh-huh. prior to uh, you know going on the drug. And I think a lot of people in Kaleidico have sort of felt the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you never took any other medication, right? Any of these. Um, See, I just took off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, you never t- were on any other clinical trial for, or did any of the Kaleidico or so Simdico? I, I was a trial participant for both Orcambi and Simdico. Okay. Like back back in the old days, and like you know, I just because of my mutations, I they, they didn't work. So, okay. um, which I don't share my mutations publicly, so don't even ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I. Uh, I unfortunately did not see any effect there. So the triple combo is really the first one that's for me, um, along with, you know, so many other people with CF who are experiencing that for the first time as well. Um, Which it's been, it's been, it's been a cool journey to kind of go through it and then, you know, see what really a handful of pills can do. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I still do my treatments. My treatments are still part of my, my routine. Like I was kind of talking Mm -hmm. about, I mean, because the real root problem that I now deal with in CF is uh, the pseudomonas in my lungs, right? Okay. The, the yeah. bacteria in my lungs is still a very nasty thing. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's going to be a nasty thing, right? Like the, the, yeah, the drug is, like these modulators are not cures by any no. stretch of imagination. You know, I still deal with bronchiectasis. I have, you know, fibrosis in my lungs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, as we know, the bacteria sort of does like to find those areas of the lungs and kind of, you know. Colonize. Colonize there. So, yeah. um, that's that's definitely been an issue for me and you know with this new with these new modulators that you know so many people are going to be on it's important that we don't lose sight of you know what we still have to do for sure well and then you have to think that 10 percent of the population (coughs) around there can't take this drug yeah exactly people that are like me that have two really rare nonsense mutations or whatever um and don't have that delta or whatever um we can't take it and like I honestly I don't need it but it would might help my sinuses it might help my gut um but it's just like I we have to remember that there's other parts of the community that need help too yeah absolutely so. I think we've seen a lot of that um you know within with really within the CF world over the last uh mm-hmm. you know, the last uh couple of days especially with NACFC this past weekend yeah you know I think that it's 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 clear to me especially those of us who work in the industry like people who work in the CF like either advocacy world or mm-hmm. like the nonprofit world that like you know the 10% is, is certainly not forgotten you know there, oh, there, no. there's, there's no sure you know, I'm yep. sure I'm sure it may you know I'm sure you know I can't even imagine what it may feel like right now to sort mm-hmm. of be on the up the outside like looking in on this, this big giant celebration that a lot of us are having yeah. um, but like you know I can certainly assure that our, our listeners that you know the the final 10% of CF patients are, are not going to be forgotten here oh, like, there's no, no sure. there, there's there's no talk of that internally whatsoever um and you know to further you know we also recognize this is not a cure especially for our adult patients you know our adult patients are still struggling um and you know folks who maybe have post-transplant maybe may have some issues that they deal with sort of like you know you kind of go through um and i there's definitely still that needs to be done because for for all intents purposes the the adult population the adult cf patient population has sort of had this on their back for decades and decades now this drug has been you know 30 years in the making and it goes it goes without saying about how many people put you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hours into this kind of thing and it's crazy thank you to all those people because this is just just seeing you go from where you were to now is 
so amazing. Like I was crying at your post when I read it. Cause and I, you also knew I was on the drug too. And you, and knew, did, you knew I was on I it. I did. I knew. And I was like, I just have seen you grow, how much you've grown from it. And just like reading it and just thinking back and just made me cry because, you know, it's such an amazing thing. And my heart just feels so full because you're doing so well. And I'm so excited to see everybody that can take it thrive. Oh, definitely. That's what it's been. Like, we've wanted this for 30 years. For a years. long time. A long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been a long time. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's not lost on us that, you know, we you know, lost a lot of folks along the way. Um, for sure. You know, it's, you know, I think one of the, you know, one of the last things that, that Leah said to me was that, yes. you know, she was, she, she couldn't believe that she had made it so close. But she was yeah. also just so unbelievably happy for everyone who did have the opportunity to go through with this. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's that, that kind of thing that is not lost on us at all. And no. uh, it's not lost on me. And I think it's important that we do recognize that, you know, there's still work to be done for an eventual cure for people with CF. And, of course, we have to support our, our, our friends who are post-transplant as well. So, yeah. Um, hey. Yes. <laughs> so, we know we, de- yeah. we, de- we definitely still have uh, quite a bit of work to do. And I, I think... Um, and I think that was made quite clear uh, this weekend at NACFC too. Uh-huh. Exactly. And um, I just have one more question about your digestive system. Yes. How has that been? Okay. So back, back to the drug. Um, yep. So my digestive system. So I guess um, it's improved. I put on weight. Uh, yeah. weight. So I did put weight on initially. I still use my feeding tube. Honestly, I don't I, think I, you're ever going to get rid of no, that thing. No, honestly, I love my feeding tube so much that I just I have no intention to ever get rid of it. Yeah. Um, it's I'm a very picky eater, and I think that uh, well, it is a little bit of a nuisance to have something in my body. <laughs> I just think it makes life so much easier. Um, so, uh, I the feeding tube will stay uh, despite having yeah. gained weight, despite uh, my pancreas working a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I think the one of the, the things that we have seen is that. Uh, you know, my, my, my vitamin levels have been relatively normal. I'm still pretty CFRD. Yeah. Um, you know, I gained a little weight. My poops, like, don't <laughs> really look too, like, CFE, like, greasy. They're, like, normal, uh, a little yeah, bit normal. Yeah, I mean, I would say they're more normal than they had been. Skin. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think otherwise, my, uh, my, my, my symptoms in the GI area have, have never really been too severe to begin yeah. with. Um, but uh, they're 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 okay now. Um, That's great. So uh, yeah, no, it's 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 exciting, and I you know I think having been in the trial for so long was 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 fun. Um, but unfortunately, I did drop out of the trial. I. Um, and, and that's not to say that the people who are still participating in the trials are still offered the opportunity to continue with it. Right. Um, I was approached by the clinic to drop, to see if I was, to see if I wanted to drop out because they recognized that I was managing care between here mm-hmm. at Dartmouth and home at okay. Columbia just because I'm in school and that school had just started. So they, mm-hmm. uh, they gave me the out if I wanted to, as well as some other patients who were maybe traveling several hours in the car to get the appointments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just because it's a quality of life thing. Um, yeah. and I was, I was sort of threatening to, to miss class more frequently, uh, now that the trial is kind of changing a little bit into, yeah. uh, into like, you know, different sort of open label, like, I guess part of it. Um, okay. 
So yeah, I did drop out of the trial, which is why I do now have the brand Tricafta. Um, I was actually I was actually blown away that I was able to get it so quickly, mostly because yeah. uh, for the first time ever, I'm using a pharmacy associated with a hospital. So ah, like, like like how you right. use Kaiser, um, yeah. Dartmouth has a like a specialty pharmacy associated with it, and that's okay. where I now get my drugs from here uh, at school. Whereas Columbia oh, uh, never had that. So um, okay. so for some reason, Dartmouth was able to get the drug right away, and they called all of their patients who were eligible and. Wow. Know, are starting to go through the process of getting them in stuff like that to get them on the drug as quickly as possible which is really really yeah. cool and I definitely appreciate um, how fast Dartmouth actually turned that around so, yeah um, certainly it is making my life a lot easier and, well and, yeah that's great and I also know that a lot of, we've heard like we're you know getting feedback from a lot of members of the community that they are getting access to the drug um, mm-hmm. quite cheaply you know between a zero to three oh, dollar pill pay per month so oh, amazing um, we, we haven't heard any horror stories you know I'm, you know I can't sit here yeah. and tell you that it's going to be a hundred percent perfect nothing yeah. there is um, yeah. but when those things do happen we are aware of them and we do whatever we can to help mm-hmm. um, so those are you know those we are you know keeping keeping that in mind. Um, yeah. So, you know, I will say, you know, one or two final things before we end this podcast. This is going to be a quick sprint yeah. podcast for um, for the drug, just for the kind of the news that we've been dealing with. And is that, um, you know, I think if you do, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you like hear all these crazy things or you read all this stuff on the internet, you still got to talk to your doctor, right? And it's, it's, mm-hmm. You got to make sure it's right for you uh, and you're willing to, you know, assume the risk of trying a drug that's, you know, fresh on the market and yep. quite new. Um, you know, this thing went through trials and FDA approval in record time. So, you know, we don't, there's really no reason to believe that we know the long-term effects of these things. And it's important to keep that in mind. It's also important that you don't expect it to be a cure, yeah. right? You know, I think there's like uh, this notion out there that these modulators are immediate cures and they're not mm-hmm. like my life has improved dramatically. Like, you know, I would be yeah. lying to you if I didn't say it did. However, yeah. like I still do deal with some CF bad days, right? I've, had, I've gone on IVs twice since yeah. starting the drug, uh, which is a remarkable difference because I was probably averaging between three and five year, three and five courses of antibiotics per year prior to starting yeah. the drug. Now I've been on uh, IVs twice in you know over eighteen months. So that's amazing. Um, that that change is pretty dramatic, but I still deal with drug resistant pseudomonas, which is like a yeah. very annoying thing that I have to deal with, um, and it's something that I choose to treat as as whenever I can. Um, you know, I still do my treatments, you know, I still take enzymes. I still do all this normal CF stuff and I still do occasionally have a bad CF day here, there, but those days are few and far between They don't come as frequently as they used to, which is like, that's really all that you want. You want to be able to go out and live your life. And if there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of like a hurdle and like, you know, like even if your lung function doesn't go all the way back to a hundred, mine certainly didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm still comfortable with where I am because it's just so much better than where I was. For sure. And like I'm able to play hockey and go to school and like live on my own, live with Darcy, have a dog, you know, do all these things because, you know, I like suddenly had my life back. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what it feels like. It's it's like you can see your future now. I you, mean, that's kind of the whole you, idea, right? Yeah. The idea with like any like I like I've been saying is that when with any drug breakthrough within like a terminal condition, the idea is that you're extending the patient's life to get to the next thing, right? That's what Definitely. this is. This is the bridge to the next mm-hmm. big breakthrough for whatever that may be, whenever that may you know happen. Exactly. Um, just like you kind of, like like you, Tiffany, like you go through yeah. the lung transplant just to get to get to the next thing. You like go one yep. thing at a time, exactly. and that's and that's kind of how uh, you know we. I consider that to be a survival skill to kind of like look at life in that in those kind mm-hmm. of intervals, um, and like I would encourage others to do the same as well. Yeah. I agree. It's 
This is amazing. I'm I'm still like and still getting the chills every time I think about it, and I just I can't wait to see the results from this and yeah, see no. what's to come. Yes, no, I'm uh, just absolutely thrilled to see all of our friends go on these on these medications, or uh, you know people who get recommended by their doctors to go on the medications. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's an exciting time in the CF world, uh, and we're we're yeah. happy to be watching this show right alongside everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it for yeah. today, right? This was just yeah. a quick podcast talking about TriCaft, and we've gotten a lot of questions, so we wanted to get on here and answer yeah. a few of them. Tiffany has a bunch of really cool interviews coming up next week and the following week. So we yeah. know we've been uh, absent for, for a little <laughs> while here, but we'll get back to uh, some normalcy um, over yeah. the next couple weeks here. Sounds great. All right. Remember, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and GunnerSizen.com. Uh, our Instagram handle, which will come back to life here, is uh, <laughs> at breathe underscore in underscore pod. That's also our email address, breathe underscore in underscore pod at Um <clears throat> Did I say everything? I think so. Oh, no. Oh, we, uh, we, also, we also have to do our recommendation segment. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. Oh, wow. It's okay, been a well, while. Let me, let me just say, has- I think this would be a recommendation kind of <coughs> for myself or people that want to go do it um, next year. Um, Orange Theory, I did Hell Week. Oh, you did, you did the Orange Theory Hell Week? Did you do it? I, I did. Oh, it's hard, it's hard shirt. right? It's hard, right? I got right? my shirt it's and really I hard. did it. I did five days of it and I I, it was so hard, but it was so rewarding just to get through mm. every every it exercise. It's really hard. Oh, it was hard, but I would recommend doing it just to like go try it. Uh-huh. I mean, you can do your own thing, of course, always, but like just kind of pushing yourself a little bit to those uh-huh. uncomfortable places. Uh-huh. It's really nice. <laughs> you yeah, feel great it's... afterward. So it's hard. I would uh, recommend that. Hell week is tough. We I did the one over the summer. Uh, they had a different name for it. I forget what it was called. And like the having like more than whatever four or five all outs in a single session is like uh, just yeah. so challenging. So how many did you do? Did you do all of them, or did you just do four? Like the requirement. I did four? five. I you did, did five. Five to seven. Just, yeah, it's hard. Just, yeah. Yeah. It is uh, hard. I don't think I could have done seven. My body was just like what my your, legs fatigue. What was your schedule lot. on it? my schedule like did you do like uh, monday tuesday off then yeah Friday? so i did well i did monday tuesday oh wait hold on i did wednesday and friday uh-huh. and then i took two days off and then i did monday wednesday through when monday tuesday wednesday wow and i was yeah yeah just absolutely did it. Just there absolutely was like gassed. a 13 and a half minute row and yeah, I, that sucks <laughs> i literally my legs fatigue really fast. I have to get them a lot more strong. It's from all the medicine and then yeah, losing uh-huh. all the muscle. They're still building. Um, but I did it. I did it. I didn't go as far as everybody else. But you know what? I did it. Yeah, the, I- the rowing is definitely more core and more legs than you would imagine, I think. Oh, it's insane. Um, yeah. And that's definitely a 13 and a half minute row is tough. Um, yeah. It definitely is tough. It, it was a lot. Um, my recommendation is I just finished uh, a book. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, like, I guess, really, like, I guess it's a personality now. Um, 
retired Admiral William H. McRaven. He was the commander of the Navy SEAL raid that killed Osama bin Laden. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. He he wrote, well, he gave the, the commencement address at the University of Texas, the Make Your Bed commencement address, which I love. And then I read his book, Make Your Bed, which I also loved. So mm-hmm. I was in the bookstore and I saw uh, he had written a memoir called Sea, sea Stories. And it was awesome. I really loved it. So oh, cool. Sea Stories by William uh, McRaven. He, uh, it's a really quick, it's a quick read. Uh, you get through okay. it really, really quickly just because it's like super interesting and exciting. Um, so yeah. that is my recommendation this week. Sea Stories by William McRaven. All right. So um, that's where we were at. Um, we yeah. kind of did that in reverse. We did the recommendations after yeah. our goodbye. So we're going to do the goodbye again. Uh, we're not going to run through all that stuff. But we're just going to say uh, thanks for listening, and we will see everyone next week. All right. Bye.